0: welcome to this week's episode of the podcast my name is bella and we're here for another week which is very exciting especially because of where i am recording this episode if you can hear anything in the background you are truly getting the vietnam experience because i'm currently sat on a balcony i'm sat on the balcony i'm overlooking the rice fields because we're staying in hoi an at the moment but we decided to stay a little bit further out of hoi an like not in the city center because we found a really nice airbnb that's like 20 pounds a night oh my god i've got so many bites and you know when you start off itching them i've started itching them and now they're just all going off and it's really not that fun but anyway we're staying like the most beautiful airbnb it's got a balcony we're looking over the rice fields and i don't know if it is a rice field but it's like a field of some type and they've obviously like it's the time for harvest season because all of the grains like being pulled in and they're drying it all on the paths, which is really interesting. But, I mean, you have to just drive over on the bike, and I feel terrible doing that. But that's the only way you have to do it, and that is what you have to do. So, I'm just realising that that's not actually rude. But, guys, I'm back. I'm a new woman. Last time you spoke to me, I genuinely thought I was dying. I thought that was it. I thought this could be a holiday wrecker. I'm not going to lie. I was quite wor- worried. Like, I was quite stressed about it, because I thought, if I'm normally w- ill with tonsillitis for two weeks i would still be ill with that until next friday now i felt like shit but as soon as i woke up we went to the pharmacy here and i got prescribed some big boy medicine i got prescribed these painkillers with ibuprofen paracetamol and something else in them like hydromoxy blah 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 they're the chunkiest tablets you have ever seen in your entire life they worked a dream they were like they were brilliant. My throat cleared up so quickly. Obviously, I had to finish the course of antibiotics, even though I started feeling better because that's what you have to do. Otherwise, it leads to antibiotic resistance, people. But I finished that a couple of days ago. And now I feel right as rain. So let me take you through everything that we've been doing. So last time you spoke to us, we were in Holong Long Bay. So then after Ha Long Bay, we had to travel back to Hanoi. And then we got the overnight train to Fong Nha the overnight train was exactly how i wanted it to be we decided to go for the first class cabin because because okay there is a reason behind this first off we're not traveling for that long and it wasn't that much more expensive and we're not doing this long long term i feel like when you're traveling for like six months you have to make all of the more smarter decisions you know but we're only here for three and a bit weeks and so on these things where it's like maybe 20 quid more we have been going for the bougie option now my bank account has suggested that was not the right thing to be doing as i have recently found out i do not have that much money left after i've paid rent because every time i pay rent it's like 800 pounds and i drop down by a grand so it can look like i have a good amount of money left and then i'll pay rent and I'll be like oh sorry what but anyway it's going to be fine we're not stressing about money we're on holiday um but we went on the overnight train and it was so it was like hogwarts it was the best thing we've done it was oh it was brilliant they had a snack carriage par they came and knocked on your door and it was time for you to wake up we watched the sunrise it honestly was really really beautiful and then we were in fong na now we're in fong na because well just because one of you guys like uh, who i know nix who is um like has a lifestyle page on instagram which you should all check out um she suggested that we went to font well she actually suggested she just did it on her route and then she said it was the best thing that she did so we decided to go and it was really really cool we wouldn't have gone if it wasn't for her because it's not on the typical track it's quite new for tourism it only opened properly for tourism in like kind of 2010 2014 so it is quite new i hope you can hear all the little birds in the background that's gonna sound so cute um but it is quite new for tourism and it's got a massive caving system and massive mountains everywhere and it was just really really beautiful and the food was really yummy and so we went there for three nights and we were staying in a private room in a hostel this private room cost us five pounds each night five pounds each i'm not joking five pounds each and the the hostel was lovely like i mean our room wasn't didn't have the the only downside of our room I would say is that it didn't really have big windows and there wasn't lots of natural light but for 5 pounds a night I really could not complain about anything. And so we were in Frome for 3 nights and the first day was just a chill day. We went to the duck farm which was so funny. You were like had to be a duck leader and feed all of these ducks and it was just jokes. It was really funny. And then on day 2 we decided to do, there's loads of caves around, as I said. And so we went to go see the world's largest cave, which guys, it was, it was pretty big. I can't lie. It was a large cave. So we went and did that. And then after we did paradise cave, we then went to go to the dark cave. But when we were going to the dark cave, you had to get a zip line over there and then swim into the cave. Well, I don't know if you have to, but that's like, you know, they've made it so you can only get in that way to make it more adventurous. And so we did that and we went to the dark cave and guys, it started raining, like really, really raining. When it rains here, it's like the fattest raindrops you've ever seen because we are kind of in when we were in central um, Vietnam. We were in the worst possible month. Like Vietnam is a rainy month. And so flash floods could come at any point. We didn't realize this. And so the rain started coming and we were just like, oh, it'll be fine. I went on the zip line. Because I didn't realize how the zip line worked, I started spinning and spinning and spinning, which meant when I ended it, I flew. I flew. Louie, on the other hand, because he was kind of too heavy to be on it, I'm not gonna lie, he went so fast. He scratched all of the bottom of his feet, but it's fine. We both survived it and it was very, very fun. And then we swam into the cave And once you're in the cave, it was pitch black. And I've realised I'm a little bit scared of the dark. Not really scared, just like a little bit scared, you know? Like just like enough for this to be uncomfortable as an experience. But anyway, we've swam in. And then you had to carry on walking for like maybe like 10, 15 minutes through the cave system with only your head torch on which was a bit scary and then when you got to the end there was like mud bath and you got to cover yourself in all the mud and it was really lovely until i look around and i see the biggest insect you've ever seen in the dark and then all of a sudden i started to get a little bit paranoid about all the other things in the dark that i couldn't see and then i was a bit like "Mm, let's leave now let's leave now please and thank you uh but it was a really fun experience and then we came back, still pouring with rain, chilled out for the night because there was a flash flood everywhere and we had a family dinner with the hostel owners, which was really nice. And then mm, I realised what my favourite dish is out here. There's this is aubergine. They love, there's lots of aubergine dishes and I've realised aubergine is not my favourite vegetable. I don't know what it is about it. I think it's the texture i just really like it and in the dishes here it's always really like sweet but salty and mm. so i had that dish the tomato and aubergine one at the hostel and ever since then i've been trying to find it i did find one close two days ago which had like which was like fried aubergines with peanuts on and that was really nice but anyway we're not in hoi an yet i'm not getting to that point of the story and then we just chilled out by the pool all day. No, pool by the river, because there was a river. And then it was Louis's birthday. And me and him are very different. Well, no, we're not very, very different, but I'm an activities person, you know? The ADHD, mm, I want to be doing things. Whereas he's way more chill than me, which is why I probably need to date someone like him, because if I date someone like me, I think I'll actually go insane. I've thought about this a lot, and I just think, I couldn't date me. I couldn't be with me. Too much too intense way too intense i was also thinking how important it is that you find someone with a similar sleeping schedule to yourself or maybe it's not important but me and louis not same sleeping schedule well kind of but i just always wake up first and i feel like actually i quite like it because i feel like it gives me time in the morning to do my own thing i wake up I journal. That's a lie. I've literally journaled for the first time today. The self-growth stuff. I was had such a plan for whilst I was away. I was like, I'm going to be doing meditation every single day. Journaling. New year, new me. I have done fuck all. I haven't done any of it. I've been waking up. I've been scrolling. I've been chilling. I've been having a good time. But today marked the day where I have to, you know, start getting a bit back on it. And so I woke up and I journaled. New year, new me. New day, new me. New Sunday, new me. And so... Mm. that's what we're doing i'm trying something new i'm trying to stop scrolling as much because i've been having a creative flare-up where i don't think anything i create is good and i don't know what to do with my life and oh not with my life just with the podcast stuff with tiktok content and stuff i was just a bit like i feel like i'm doing it wrong then i realized i need to stop taking inspiration from inside the app and just look around and breathe and realize it's just meant to be a way about documenting fun things it's not to be on and end all I don't need to put so much pressure on it to be this massive successful thing success will come in its own time and that's what I'm realizing but anyway back to the recount of what we've been up to then we took the bike and we scooted around and it was really really fun and it was but also it was also quite like Sombering because where we were was where a lot of the fighting happened in the Vietnam War and there was like a cave that we were like we drove past and it was called the Eight Man Cave and it's where eight people died in the cave because a bomb. they went to go hide in the cave and the bomb went off and it, it covered the entrance with rocks and so they couldn't get out for 12 days or 12 nights and then they died and so it was also quite like I don't think I've ever been somewhere where the fighting is at where like in grounds where the fighting has taken place. Does that make sense? Like We were riding around on the roads, and I was just thinking a lot about how the war happened here. It's so beautiful, but you can't... You can't... Like, it's almost like this... This is It doesn't stand out as... Like, you know where I live? There's this beach called Caton, and there's, like, these bunker things on the beach from when they were on the cliffs for people to watch out for... Um, airplanes coming and stuff, and I feel like that's such like a stark reminder that it's there. Whereas where we were in Fong there's no, there's n- there's no like uh, like I well we didn't see any like military bases or things like that. Do you know what I mean? Things that would typically make you think oh there was a there was a war here. So it was quite like sombering to see how the ground has all recovered, but all of those things have happened. But it was a really really beautiful area, and I'm really really glad that we visited. Another thing that I found i guess it was like the sombering thing was on the like on the uh what do you call it on the mountain sides when there would be a piece of kind of gray like where the shell had come out you would see that would be where the bombs had gone off Well, that's what our tour guide person told us anyway and so that i guess that was a that's more of a reminder isn't it that of what has happened there but th- today and tomorrow i'm going to learn more about the vietnam war because i realized this is just a period of history that was not not covered for me but I didn't learn about it and even though I did do history we didn't we just didn't cover that one we did I guess history is so broad you can't expect everyone to cover everything but I feel like I should have known about it but I don't know that much about it and so today I'm going to learn more I'm going to listen to a podcast I think or maybe read a book I feel like I find reading better so I might do that but anyway moving on then we had to travel from Na to Da Nang now Da Nang it's like a beach-towny place. It's more in the centre. It's really near Hoi An. And we stayed in the most beautiful hotel room. It had f- ceiling-to-floor windows, people. Ceiling-to-floor windows. And I did not quite realise how easily you could see into our hotel room. Because it felt like... Because we were so high up. We are on, like, the 14th floor. I just didn't think that anyone could see in. And then when we were, like, on the last night, we looked up and we'd left our, like, curtains open. And I was like, hmm quite visible quite visible but never mind we move it was a really denang it was like it was really lovely we stayed for the perfect amount of time we went there for like the beach days you know it's a really lovely beach so we had a beach day there one day and then the next day we went on like the, the motorbike and we went to the havan pass and that was really cool because it's just this really empty road that goes all the way up to the top of this kind of like mountain and it's beautiful like it's so beautiful And this is the thing I've been struck with here because of how hot it is, but humid and rainy. The landscape's like so like luscious, like everything's so green and there's so much like flowers and plants and it just seems so healthy. Everywhere seems so healthy. And I think that's something that's really struck me when we were driving around. It was blue, blue skies and we have had good weather here. Like I wasn't sure if we were going to have good weather because it is technically like not. Like November's the good month. We're going into the good months at the moment. But we've had such good weather. It's been always hot in the mornings and then maybe a bit cloudy and sunny, but you can still tan in cloud. I didn't realize this. I am sunburnt, very sunburnt. And so we did the Havan Pass, and that was really beautiful. And then oh, I have this terrible thing at the moment where I think I'm just really, I think I have loads of money. I think I'm absolutely fine. And then I realized that I actually don't. Because we made us go to this restaurant and it wasn't even expensive, it was like 13 pounds each. It was this Japanese restaurant and it was delicious. Maya, I thought of you. It was like I had this seafood soup with rice and it was so yummy. But it was a little bit on the pricey side. But anyway, it was delicious and core memory. I then had a bit of a panic about money, as I always do, after I spend loads of money. I need to stop doing it because I feel like it re- ruins the experience that I just get very stressed out about money after I spend it on something nice, you know? I should just enjoy spending it on the nice thing. And there we have it. And that's enough. But anyway, Da Nang was lovely. But we were ready to leave. There wasn't like... We tried to go for a few drinks one night and it wasn't... There wasn't like where we were staying around there wasn't loads of bars or anything like that it was more just like sports bar type things we took um the ped into the city center one day and we went to the markets there and i managed and that was really cool like there was loads loads of markets there's so much fake stuff here guys and good fake stuff as well it's incredible um, and I managed to find the whale keyring, which was actually a shark keyring, but we're just gonna move. But if all of you who know, who have been here for a while, you know that I went to the Natural History Museum and I really wanted to buy the whale keyring, but the whale keyring cost £12. I'm not paying that. I'm not paying that. And so instead, I found one yesterday and he only had one left and it was a custom one he'd made for someone else and he wouldn't sell it to me. And I was like, I will pay double. Please, I need this in my life. And he was like, no, sorry. But it did end up being okay because he had like a shark one, and I did a vote, and a lot of you voted that it was a whale. So I feel like I can trick myself that it is a whale. I also bought a Hello Kitty one. Now, I have realized in hindsight, it's quite a big keyring. It's about the size of my phone, and one of its legs is bigger than the other, but I love it. I love it so much it's perfect because I don't know if I told you guys about the keyring that broke on my birthday that signified me turning into an adult and almost gave me a identity crisis but yeah my keyring I had from when I was a child that my mum gave to me on my first set of keys I'm a very symbolic you know I don't know what the other word is but you know that type of person where if something happens I think there's a deeper meaning behind it and on my 23rd birthday literally as a struck stru- clock struck 12 I was blowing out my birthday candle And it broke, it snapped in Louis's pocket. It's never snapped before. And this was my childhood keyring. And it made me think, you know what, maybe that's that's a big step. I'm going into adulthood now, this is me. And that made me feel a bit sick, but have no fear now because I have a Hello Kitty one, so I feel like I'm firmly, you know, I'm still in the bracket, I'm not a proper adult yet. 23 does feel a bit old. We met this couple yesterday and we're having some drinks and we're chatting to them and in my head I was like, you guys are old, like you guys are like 27, 28, 29. Like you're you're older than me, like by quite a bit. Mm-mm. Oh, no, they weren't older than me. Oh, one sec, one second. We're just going to. OK, we're good. They were the. Si- they were younger. They were 19 20. nineteen twenty. I'm sorry, that made me feel a little bit sick. That was the age when I met Louis. 1920 i'm sorry what I'm, I'm now in an older age bracket and oh not a fan but anyway that's not what we're here to talk about then we came to Haiyan because we know it's really close and most people have been saying like oh you should try and fit more in you're doing too much blah 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 blah, blah. like you're not doing enough but i think the thing is me and louis really oh i'm just gonna pause this whilst someone goes past me and Louie want to leave this holiday feeling rested. We don't want to feel, like, really exhausted and tired the entire time. And so, like, we're not going to manage to do everything. And I also think it's naive of people to think that they've managed to do everything if they just spend a day somewhere. Like, I'd rather spend, go to less places and spend a few days somewhere and feel like I've properly seen it and feel relaxed about the entire trip. And so we went to Nang and now we've come to Hoi An and hoi an is beautiful Nick's also she did vietnam last year and she stayed for a month and she was like hoi an was my favorite place i stayed there for a week and i was like how could you stay somewhere for a week like that's so long as soon as i got here totally understood it it's so beautiful like one of the most beautiful places i've been here so far in vietnam in terms of city-wise like it's so beautiful there's so many market shops and i've already bought what have i bought I bought some really nice shell earrings and i'm gonna buy a new skirt today because i haven't bought enough flowy clothes i brought tight fitted clothes and i'm sorry but i do not want that thing close to my skin what is that oh my god the biggest bug just flew onto the balcony and that makes me feel a bit sick we're gonna have to wrap this up quickly people because i don't know where that has gone but anyway beautiful here yesterday first night we got here we went out next day was a total write-off like i genuinely felt like the worst i've ever felt my entire life it was such a bad hangover it was it was a real brutal hangover like a sicky hangover and we're not going to recount it but even though i did think it was going to be a write-off we still did the lantern making class which i've I put a vote on my story and all of you voted that mine was the better one. And so I'm very grateful for that because, you know, Louis really thought it was his. But I thought mine, mine was a winner. It was beautiful. And one of you guys suggested that we did it. And again, it was one of the things that we might not have made time for if you guys hadn't have suggested it. And it was really, really good. It was also a perfect hungover experience because I was sat in an air con room, fans blowing everywhere. I was a new person by the end of it. But yeah, let's just say, you know, one of those days where you just have to get through it. And then you need to go to sleep and wake up. And I have woken up today with a newfound appreciation of my fresh body. My body that will not be drinking alcohol for the foreseeable future. That's a lie. I'll probably have a beer later on. I just think beers when you're on holiday and they only cost a pound, you know, it's kind of rude not to. It's rude not to, you know. And every beer here is so much lighter than the ones in the UK. I really like this one. We're drinking La Rue at the moment. And it's like reminds me more of like corona lightness of beer and there's probably a special word for that type of beer but i don't know what it is maybe it's called lager i don't i don't know these things but i like the taste of it anyway but Louis just shouted me because we need to go and get breakfast because we're going for a beach day today and i think we're gonna have to ride the bikes like cycle and i don't like cycling at all really but i think we're gonna have to which is a bit gross And I just need to get over my fears. But anyway, we're going to go for breakfast because I'm starving. Absolutely ravenous. I'm going to give you guys a tour of the hotel because I think it's the nicest hotel I've ever stayed in. But also the sun is coming up and I am boiling. But on to the question part for this week's podcast. Oh, P.S. On the new things I've done this week, I forgot to mention this, but I have restarted watching Gossip Girl and I did watch Top Boy. Both 10 out of 10 would recommend. But anyway, question time. Here you go. (music) So on to the question part for this week's podcast which I massively forgot to do last week because I was dying I was so ill that I just forgot anything that I needed to do for the podcast and just thought I would rant you all for 10 minutes 20 minutes straight but anyway question times I'm moving out for the first time any tips First off, bring things from your home that make it feel homely, but don't empty and gut your room. Because I found it really disorientating when I kind of brought everything from my bedroom. Like, I literally brought everything, moved into my uni room, and then I'd go home, and there was nothing there. And it just felt a bit weird. So I'd bring, like, a few belongings that remind you of home, but try and create, like, a new space for yourself. Because I feel like that makes it more exciting, creating a new allowing yourself to have this new thing that's just yours and you're creating that room for yourself and give yourself time to build that room up. Like, it's not going to happen overnight. Enjoy going out and buying little bits to decorate your room. That was really fun. And I feel like letting that happen over the space of a year, letting your stuff build up, is really good. Other tips for moving out. Hmm. Be kind to yourself and compassionate over the next couple of weeks. Moving out is... a Oh, I've just cut my leg. Oh, no, it's bleeding. Oh, I should not have been picking that basically you probably already know but I fell down a drain and I've just been picking the scab because I know I shouldn't have been but I was and now it's bleeding everywhere so that's really gross anyway moving on tips for moving out for the first time be compassionate and kind with yourself this is a big step that you're taking and I know you're gonna do so well because I know who you are I know you're gonna thrive and you're gonna do brilliantly and I'm so proud of you for taking this step but make sure you realize this is a big step and there's going to be points where you feel overwhelmed. There's going to be points where you miss home. And all of that is okay. All of that is okay. I promise. Okay, next. Oh, God. I am warm. I'm sat. Right, basically, this hotel room that we have has water, like, ceiling to floor windows. And it's beautiful. But it's like 35 degrees outside. and I've never felt so warm. And I'm just sat here sweating. Because uh, I've just recorded the subscriber episode of the podcast. Which is all on body positivity whilst I've been away and body confidence and feeling confident in who I am because it's been, I always find summer holidays a bit like, oh, in a bikini all the time. And I'm like, oh, anyway, if you want to hear more on that, listen to the full podcast episode. It was a good one. I like this one. Anyway, best food slash meal you've had in Vietnam so far. We went to this, you know what? To be fair, the noodles I had last night were probably some of the best noodles I've ever had in my entire life. We went to this market, which you guys already know about, And it was, like, these thick noodles. And I thought I ordered shrimp. I ordered shrimp and pork, so I just gave Louis the shrimp and the pork. I basically just had noodles with sauce. And it was in, like, this watery sauce, and it just tasted all so fresh. And I love the toppings. I love adding my own toppings onto things. I don't know what it is about it, but I find it really satisfying. I did all of the different toppings. I accidentally made it super spicy. But it just all tastes so fresh and delicious and... Mmm... It was really good. Those noodles were really, really, really good. I've had some great pho whilst I've been here. I also, when when we were at the hostel, we had this, like, family meal. And they made this, like, sticky tofu dish. And then this, like, tomato and aubergine dish. It was incredible. The tofu was, like, fried and all juicy. And, like, you know, when you bite into it and the sauce comes out of it, it it's like, mmm. And then with the tofu, with the aubergine tomato, all just kind of blended into one and it was just delicious. Like seriously, really, really delicious. Okay, the next questions. Oh, my phone keeps freezing because I think it's too warm. Tips on driving lesson anxiety with a very angry instructor. Lol. First off, change your driving instructor. You are paying for a service complain, I had the most horrible driving instructor ever for my first driving lessons, I hated him, he was awful to me, he used to shout at me and like, put me in for a test when I wasn't ready for the test. God, my boyfriend just arrived into the room and it scared the shit out of me, but anyway, put me in for the test when I wasn't ready for the test, which meant that I just had a really stressful, had a panic attack in the driving car, but blah, 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 it was so dramatic and I hated it. I failed four times, by the way, and had a panic attack in two of my driving tests. But my biggest piece of advice is if you're a nervous driver, you are only going to pass if you have a really lovely instructor who's patient with you and kind and makes you feel comfortable in the car. So if they're angry at you, change. You are paying for a service, okay? You can take as long as you need to learn to drive. There's no pressure there. Do you know what I mean? There really isn't. It's not like you have to pass your A-levels to go to university. Like, you can do so much in life without being able to drive. You will be okay if you can't. It's just a really good thing if you can. But my biggest tip would be I'll bet you can hear that in the background now. Never mind. My biggest tip would be change your driving instructor because you deserve to be with someone that's going to make you feel really confident and safe and able to make mistakes. And if you're there, I would literally sit in the car and watch that clock go down, waiting for it to be over. And I used to, and I told my mum this recently, and she was like, Bella, why didn't you say something? And I ended up just quitting and leaving it for like a year because I was so anxious about being in the car again with a driving instructor. And she was like, why don't you say something? Like we were paying for a service. You could have had just a nicer one. And so in the end, then we found a female driving instructor who was really lovely, who I also failed with, but she built up my confidence. Then I found a third driving instructor who was middle of the road, was good, still made me feel a little bit nervous, but was good. And then in the end, I just was good at driving, but I just needed to pick up my confidence. So I went with my mum. And I think this is it. Pick someone that's going to make you feel really great and confident because you don't, it's already nerve-wracking driving. You don't then want to feel like you're also nervous from the driving experience if that makes sense what's your favorite drink okay depends what mood i'm in iced matcha yes iced coffee delicious hmm probably a juice wise i love the mango smoothie i've been having a smoothie every single day whilst i've been out here it's delicious probably also i really like if i was going for a fizzy drink always a lemonade not sprite not 7up Would never go for those two because I think they're too fizzy. Like, 7-Up has too many bubbles in. I don't like that. But a Lemonade, delicious. Or a Coke Zero. I would always go Coke Zero over Diet Coke every single time. I think the hierarchy of fizzy drinks goes Lemonade, Coke Zero. But then also Smoothie, an Iced Matcha, Iced Coffee. Those are, like, a really good selection. If I was going Cocktail, I like... I have a massive sweet tooth, I've realised here, as I had... Uh, noodles with chocolate for breakfast yesterday which Louis did judge me for but no judgement here this is a safe zone okay and they were delicious so I don't care I have a massive sweet tooth I would way rather eat sugary things than savoury things every single time and I didn't realise I had a sweet tooth I thought I had quite a savoury tooth until coming away here with Louis and realising that for every meal I will just go for something sugary I I can live without protein I can happily live without protein, but I feel like after a meal, I need a little sugary snack. I need a chocolatey thing because otherwise it's just not, it's not going to, it doesn't feel like it's over. Okay. How many selfies do you take a day? Actually, none. I'm not good at taking selfies unless half my face is showing. I don't take, mm, I asked Louis maybe to ta- Well, I mean, it depends because I'm on holiday at the moment. So I'm doing fun things. Like, I'm not going to lie. When I was writing my dissertation, just rotting in my bedroom. I was not, I was a sight for sore eyes, I was not taking selfies. I don't really take selfies, I don't know, I feel like, I feel a bit like embarrassed taking them, which is silly, which is silly, but I do, it's true. Um, okay, let's do one more question, I'm trying to find a good one. Okay, actually we're going to do two questions because I've just seen one that I want to answer. Um, would you do a You've Got Male Meetup in the North? This is the thing with the meetups, i i'm scared no one's gonna come and so this is why i haven't organized it yet because i was just like that would actually be really mortifying if i do an entire meetup and no one turns up so i have been a bit nervous about doing them like i wanted to do one in london and i was meant to do one in summer and i'm just really scared that no one will come i just feel like Mm, no one will cut, turn up like I wanted to do like a painting pottery like I have all of these cute date ideas that I want to do but sometimes my friends don't want to do them and then I was like well we could just do this like you've got mail things like not like just because I think it'd be fun and I think I'd want us all to do it together but I don't know if no one wants I don't know if anyone wants to come and I don't know if I, I just ugh, you know it's nerve-wracking so I would do it if enough people wanted to do it but I don't know how I'd find out if enough people wanted to do it. I guess I'd just have to bite the bullet and do it. But that's a bit scary. So I would do it, yeah, because I'm always in the north. Because obviously my boyfriend lives in the north. My family, like, I am from the north. So I'd probably do one in Manchester if I was to do one somewhere. Because that's where my boyfriend lives. But I just need to get over my stage fright, basically. Okay, final question. Do you hate anyone? Hmm. I don't hate anyone. I used to think I did hate certain people. <sighs> Maybe I don't forgive people. Hmm, how can I word this? I don't hate anyone. Because I think when you hate anyone, you're holding up onto, like, a lot of bad energy and a lot of resentment. And that, in the long run, is just going to hurt you more. I think maybe you can not forgive people and be ambivalent towards them. I think maybe that's the stage that I'm at with certain, like, uh, with things. When I'm thinking about hatred in my life, I think... I don't want me to be able to hate anyone, but I'm content with me being neutral towards someone and not forgiving them, but not actively disliking them anymore, you know? I think that's probably the stage that I'm at in my kind of like self-growth, trying to be a good person journey, is that don't hate anyone, but I'm content with me being neutral towards someone and not forgiving them. I know everyone says you're meant to forgive everyone, but i don't know i find it a bit of a tricky thing like you should just forgive everyone for everything they've done really even if they did something really nasty i don't know but you should and i know because when you're holding on to that bad resentment then the only person you're hurting is yourself so oh maybe ask me in a couple of months maybe i'll be more mature about this i think it's just a maturity thing but at the moment oh god i do hold a grudge i do hold a grudge and that is probably a toxic trait i can't lie <music> So on to the new things I've done this week, which is no longer activities, but it's merely Netflix and music and podcast recommendations, okay, and book recommendations. I'm reading a really weird book at the moment and I'm kind of regretting it. I saw it on, so I have the oldest Kindle in the world. It's called a Kindle Fire. My dad got it from America when they first came out, like 2013. It was old, old. And then I got a new one and it's so old now that it doesn't support the other Amazon things. It's kind of like a tablet type thing, but I just read on it. And the issue with it is, well, no, not an issue, but it has, because I have Prime, has Prime Unlimited Reading, which means you can just download like loads of different books for free and it's really good. Oh, I was meant to get Library. Also, if you're joined to a library, you can get this app where you can also read loads of better online books. I might do that, you know, because they have way better selection. That's what I'd recommend. If you have a Kindle or something, download the app Libby and there's loads of really good content on that and that you could read from but anyway i'm reading this book at the moment and it's called something like the suicides of lisbon right the reason i picked it is because the color was green and pink and i liked the cover it it was a nice green and pink so i just thought it'd be a good one to read and also it's had really good reviews and it said about it being like a tiktok like loads of people off tiktok were really liking it and so i thought it would be a really good one to read it's actually a bit weird I'm hoping it's going to get better. I'm only 35% of the way through, but it really is about suicides. And I didn't really, I don't know why I thought it wouldn't be about suicides, but I didn't think it would be about suicides. And it is. So I'm not sure if I recommend it, but I'll report back at the end of this week. So having a beach day for the rest of the week, and I think I'll be able to finish it by then. Other things we've been watching, I've read, right, we finished Euphoria. I'd never watched it, and I kind of didn't realise what the hype was about because I didn't know anything about it. And it was so good. I am obsessed. We have watched it all in about five days, which is quite a lot. But it was the... I think it's one of the best TV shows I've watched in so long. It just is really like draws you in so well the makeup in it is incredible i love all of the actors like it's really worth the hype would recommend watching it judged my best friend for buying season two also bought season two i get why she bought it now the only downside is season three isn't coming out till 2025. how awful is that 2025 and i think that's really tricky because like i'm invested in it right now will i be invested when i'm 25 i mean probably i will be but who knows that's a long time to maintain my interest for but other things I've been watching is Top Boy we finished it in literally two days there's only six episodes but it's so good if you haven't watched it yet it's on Netflix would definitely definitely recommend but I need to go because we're currently on a beach and it's very quiet and I feel a bit rude recording the podcast sat on the beach whilst everyone's just relaxing but I love you and I can't wait to speak to you next week make sure you follow me on Instagram and on TikTok at you've got mail underscore pod and I'll speak to you again next week also the reason why in the question time I'm talking about being on a balcony stuff is because I recorded these in two different locations one in Oyan and one in Denang I'm not just moving around loads whilst I'm recording but anyway (laughs) I love you and I'll speak to you next week bye